several years now. I just, I can't get rid of the stink of Hunter Henry on my fantasy rosters. Every year I find myself <laughs> in a pickle where I'm like, oh, all right, let's go get Hunter Henry off this waiver heat. I'm going to do it again this year. I can't quit him. I can't quit the guy. <laughs> he will be on my roster at some point this season. Yeah, Hunter Henry's that, you know, girl. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Fantasy. You know, the great thing about being a football player is you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! (laughs) That's a great representation of how the Jets season or actually how Aaron Rodgers kind of flashed in and flashed out of your screen. Let's get things started tonight. By the way, I totally screwed that intro up. Justin, when you sent the text, I looked down and I hit the damn intro. Damn it, we're going to play that clip later because the full thing is really funny. All right, let's get the introduction started. Welcome into the studio. It's the Judge Jordan C. Thomas. Welcome into the studio. Man, yeah, I was so excited to see the uh, Hunter Henry clip uh, dug out of the archives, and, and that's my boy. Sadly, I didn't play him in week one. And I just have to say, is there a happier Jets fan in America than Freddie right now? Does he does he not know? I think he does know, but he's, like, pretending not to know. Like, it's like one of those, those situations. All right, well, let's – Let's welcome in. Let's hear his thoughts. Welcome into the studio, Fred the Jester Reyes. Where's my QB Reyes? How's how are we doing tonight? Even the Bucks won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. Okay, <laughs> so without running game and defense, we shall succeed. Let's go, Jets. We'll see you in Dallas. I feel very vindicated all off season. All I could hear about was Tua and his health and this and that. Your boy didn't even last the first series. Let's also welcome to studio Justin Jesus Herrera. Uh, hey guys, so that happens. Aaron Rodgers after four four drive, not even a full drive, like he got four snaps off and it was just done. Um, it's also kind of weird to see the commission victory lap in an injury here. I don't know about that one. <laughs> no about that one. Now that's some bad karma right there. Commission. That's some bad karma. It's not bad karma, sir. When I spent all off season hearing about all about Tua and all about his health. And I kept proposing the same question. We don't hear that about other teams. Do we now? But we sure the hell hear it now. Let's get things started. <laughs> Don't forget, go to tssfantasy.com. Look at all of our rankings for week two. I'm sorry, 
I'm the only one that has rankings up for week two. We'll rank for the rest, but my rankings are up there. So we'll go ahead and check those out. You probably check the rest of them out later this week. Don't forget also go to underdog fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Also go to pro am belts. If you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion, look no further and pro am belts all right let's get things started we got the doc in the building i know talk about injuries tonight fred no matter what you do you can't hide the pink from the nursery let's bring the doc I'm in. Trying to get all The doc is in. Welcome in, my friend. It is time for week one house call. And I kept you, I know you're a little bit busy to start week one, man. We got a lot to talk about. It is good to be back with you guys. It was a long off season. Glad to be back in the studio. Freddie, Glad to have you. So I think CNN this morning nailed it. <laughs> they said of Aaron Rodgers, quote, it's the hope that kills you. Six months of joy and excitement dissipated in a matter of moments, end quote. And I couldn't help but read that and think of you. Condolences on your loss, Freddie. So um, news was confirmed earlier today. Rogers did, in fact, completely tear his left Achilles. He is done for the season. Speaking of Achilles, and I guess speaking of the house call segment of the show, we can't go a segment and not talk J.K. Dobbins. Really sad, right? Season-ending Achilles tendon rupture for Dobbins as well. He's scheduled to undergo surgery on Friday of this week, and, and I, I think this is particularly tragic, right? He had a two-year recovery from his last ACL, and, and here we are now with his Achilles. So he's looking for the Cam Akers six-month recovery timeline. That, that's what they're saying right now. Um, but still, you know, this is, this is going to be Herculean to get over yet another major injury. Dobbins was a 70% uh, preseason to the bench guy. Sadly, done for the season. I don't know what this means for him. Uh, he's in a contract year, so uh, really sad for J.K. Dobbins. Feel for the guy. Yeah, see, Justin, hold on. Hold on one second, Doug. That's what I want to say. Justin, I was going to really spike the football when it came to J.K. Dobbins. Remember one on that rant in the summer? But then, so what then do you I need was a like, contract for? Yeah, I, pulled, I pulled myself back, though, and said, don't do that. That's bad juju. But I can spike a little bit on Aaron. All right, I'm sorry. All right, go ahead, Doc. My bad. Let's, let's stay in Baltimore. So um, I guess this is good news if there's any good news in Baltimore right now. Coach Harborough said, that Mark Andrews' quadricep strain is looking good. He's hopeful to play for week number two as of today. Uh, I guess better information to come later in the week. Moving to Green Bay. So Aaron Jones strained his hamstring in Sunday's win. He did jog off the field. That's good news, which is encouraging. Still hit with the question mark. Um, I've seen conflicting reports so far, so wait for the injury report later this week. Staying in Green Bay, Christian Watson did not play during week one another hamstring strain, and now he's listed as questionable for week two. So he's trending in the right direction for sure. How about Jacoby Myers? We'll move to the Raiders. So this was brutal to watch. I, I didn't see this until earlier today. He was flattened over the middle after catching a pass. Um, he's in concussion protocol, and this could be a big loss for the Raiders if they don't have him for week two, right? He secured nine of ten targets over the weekend and really just got – devastated over the middle so 
Hopefully he does get out of protocol and he's ready for week two, but it's too soon to tell at this point. Deontay Johnson. So he's likely to miss not one, but multiple weeks with a hamstring strain. And we see a lot of these early in the season, right? This is at least three we're talking about already in this segment. Um, but his is significant enough that there is early discussion of putting him on the IR. So expect him to not miss one week, probably more like two to three, and maybe potentially more if they do go the route of putting him on the IR. Austin Eckler. So he sustained an ankle injury this weekend. And I didn't see a video of the injury. I'm not sure they even know exactly where it occurred. So it's tough to speculate on much. It's even tough to speculate on where in the ankle this injury occurred. Played a couple of drives on it. So this is really encouraging for Eckler owners. Eckler owners, excuse me. Um, he's expected to miss some practice time this week. Wait for the injury report later on. Wait for Friday's practice to see what's going to happen with Eckler on Sunday. Kenny McIntosh. So he's placed in the IR on Saturday with this knee sprain from early August. So we're like six weeks into this knee sprain, and now they're putting him on the IR. Not really certain what's going to happen with him moving forward. And lastly, Travis Kelsey. So on September 5th, so about a week ago today, he hyperextended his knee, sustained a bone bruise. And I think it's too soon to responsibly speculate. As of lunch today, there were still conflicting reports on whether he was going to be back or not for week number two. Um, because there are still conflicting reports, we're just going to you know, hit pause on this and, and we'll look later in the week. Indeed. Commissioner, that's yeah, what we got. That's a major blow for uh, Kelsey owners, um, not just one, maybe even two weeks. Um, that you're not um, having him. Freddie, I know he knows all about that. Doc, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to see you once again. Week one was full of interesting nuggets. Um, hopefully week two won't keep you less busy. Hate seeing these guys getting hurt off the field, but we appreciate your knowledge, and we'll see you next week, my friend. All right, you know what? I'm going to play it now. I messed it up the first time. Let's play the Hunter Henry clip before we get in some weekly leaders. My bad, my bad earlier. Thank you again, Doc. Several years now, I just I can't get rid of the stink of Hunter Henry on my fantasy rosters. Every year, I find myself <laughs> in a pickle where I'm like, "Oh, all right, let's go get Hunter Henry off this waiver heap." I'm going to do it again this year. I can't quit him. I can't quit the guy. He will be on my roster at some point this season. Yeah, Hunter Henry's that you know girl that you know she's not quite nice in the face, but she's got some boobies on her, and it's Kid late, twice. and you're drunk, and you need something. So that's that's Hunter Henry right there. And yeah, <laughs> she, she's old, hey, reliable so, on the phone. Yeah, some people some people thrive you know, on them. Yeah, you know you're gonna get it. Uh, AT, like, hey. AT thrives on them. <laughs> With a mustache well, like that, you know he does. <laughs> Hunter. Awesome. I mean, bringing it back old school from the summer tour. There he is. Well, speaking of Hunter Henry, we got to talk some weekly leaders. <laughs> All right, let's get into our QB leaders for this week. Number one on the list, it's America's team, Tua, who is numero uno on our list as our weekly leader. I'm just so proud to say, 
466 yards, three TDs, one interception. What a day for two uh, and this Miami Dolphin offense. But after that, the rest of pretty much the rest of all of fantasy is like some twilight zone that I didn't know what we woke up from. And this is why we do our show, because all this research and all this stuff that you guys put in the offseason, it all mean a goddamn thing in week one. How about when the Dallas Cowboys defense is the number overall one overall fantasy point go getter? I mean, the Niners. Just crazy. <laughs> Just crazy. And we'll get to it later. Wait till we talk about our top five tight ends. Oh, boy. I'm sure you guys got all these guys on your rosters. Boy, it's just some really great observations from week one. A lot of crazy stuff that went on. Anyway, Tua, number one, as your weekly leader. And I do, of course, like him going forward. Look at number two, however. Get, he's not a suburb. I can't even say it right. Mac Jones, I can't believe it. 316 yards, three TDs, an interception. He did have 15 rush yards as well. Great day for Mac Jones. They were trying to essentially at first look at the Eagles got up on them. They were trying to uh, kind of come back on the Eagles. The Eagles weren't putting up a lot offensively, but it was just a lot of yards all the way um, around. So Mac Jones, great day for him. Jordan Love, boy, we all were questioning what this offense and who these guys were going to, what the offense was going to look like, what Jordan Love was going to look like. Efficient, uh, a lot of points, 200. He was number three QB, 245 yards in the air, three TDs, no picks. He had 12 rush yards. Jordan Love, great day. I mean, going forward is going to be a big question for this offense, of course. Um, eight, we talked about Aaron Jones a minute ago, a little bit hobbled. Um, next week, the Packers, however, don't don't be surprised. They're going to, I think, rain free next week when they um, I, I thought I had the schedule up here and I just realized I have the same as last week. So I don't even know who they're playing right now, but uh, I'm sure they'll have a good week nonetheless. All right, let's go to the uh, next guy. We got number four on our list here for weekly leaders, Anthony Richardson. A lot to uh, played into him and going into this season as that rookie. Um, coming in with the Colts offense, absent Jonathan Taylor. Not an easy situation to walk into, but Anthony Richardson, he played well. 223 yards, one TD, did throw a pick, but this is where it came in, the dynamic aspect of 40 yards on the ground and a TD. So there you go with Anthony Richardson. I don't see why you don't like that going forward. Um, I, the defense doesn't look all that great, as, as we saw. So I think Anthony Richardson is going to keep getting this uh Colts offense with his legs going forward. Now the return of Jonathan Taylor um, in week four, let's see how that plays into this offense, makes him even better, um, even more dynamic. Does it take it back? We'll see as we go forward. Number five on this list, Deshaun Watson. And again, quite frankly, he didn't play very well. I mean, it was raining, um, of course, but 154 yards, one TD, did throw a pick. He, again, on the ground, 45 yards, rush and then a rush TD. That's where he's making his money. That's where these running quarterbacks like Josh Allen, well, I didn't show up last night, were supposed to show up for you. So they at least got him into your top five. And again, I I was talking earlier in this offseason about the Browns going forward. I like Deshaun going forward. All right, let's go on to our leaders at the running back position. Justin, take it away. Talk about your uh, the leaders at the running back position. Oh, okay. Hold on one second. I'm pulling it up right now. 
Oh, here I can. I'll I'll feed it to no, you. I got, good. It, I got it. I got it. I got it. Right you good? Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. So uh, it was the return of Aaron Jones last week. Um, Jordan Love was spectacular, a lot in due in part because Aaron Jones was spectacular, 24.7 on the standard meter, which is phenomenal. If you're playing half-point PPR, it's 25.7. This guy is back, and he's back in a big way. And, you know, with Jordan Love at the helm, people who had Aaron Jones had questions about Aaron Jones, don't have questions about it going forward. Austin Eckler, obviously with the ankle injury, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, Damn, because he still is right up there as a fantasy producer, 24.4. Christian McCaffrey had 24.4 and half PPR as well. He had a monster game, 65-yard touchdown. If you guys want to go see what textbook being a good teammate is, Brandon Ayuk fucking wiping out the corner. is That's what being a good teammate is right there. He had two touchdowns, and he has no problem going downfield and wiping out somebody so Christian McCaffrey can get a touchdown. We had a big surprise. Tyler Algier came in, and he got the majority of the touches for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, 22.9 points and half-point PPR. Just This team is just going to run the ball. We found that out. They're not – Dennis Desmond Ritter, I thought he was going to be something. He's not going to be anything. This team is just going to run the ball. This team is just going to treat it like I have Derrick Henry, but I just have two versions of him. It's Algier and it's B. John Robinson. So don't expect anything other than that. Drake London, big old fat 0.0. <clears throat> that tells you everything you need to One know about Atlanta. One reception than Desmond Ritter himself. My God. My God. <laughs> um Tony Pollard, big one for America's rightful team, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you gotta, you gotta love it. This guy came back from a major ankle injury in the playoffs. Twenty-one point two points, got right up back up on their horse and said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna tear apart one of the teams that everybody thought was gonna be good, but we all kind of figure it wasn't gonna be good." And no, New York Giants. Um, and then finally, I'm going to wrap it up. Travis Etienne. Biggest one was Kyron Williams coming in at number seven. 17.4 points. I don't think anybody saw the Rams beating the Seahawks. That wasn't on any of our cards. I know that for sure. So that was a big week for him. And the biggest point was Cam Akers ran the ball, I think, five more times than Kyron Williams. And Kyron Williams significantly outscored him. I mean – Cam Akers ran it 22 times for 29 yards. That tells you all you need to know. Kyron Williams had 56 yards and two touchdowns. At this point, uh, I would be regretting getting Cam Akers on any team. And then finishing out the top 12, B. John Robinson, Brees Hall, Joshua Kelly, Nick Chubb, and Roshan Johnson. A lot of guys we're going to be talking about on the waiver wire very soon. Joshua Kelly, in particular, as I highlighted, Austin Eckler has an ankle injury. And then, you know, B. John Robinson showing that this team has two top 10 backs on its team. Nick Chubb being Nick Chubb, obviously. And then Roshan Johnson, very, very tricky one here. He did this late in the game when it was almost already decided. So it's going to be interesting to see how you guys feel waiver-wise on Roshan Johnson. Yeah, indeed. My biggest takeaway um, from the from the running backs that you mentioned um, was uh, when we're talking about Algier and you were talking about that Atlanta offense. Don't forget also who they played. I think that also kind of plays into a lot of this. 
like, you know, game script dictated, hey, we're going to run the ball on the Panthers because, you know, we're not really afraid of anything. I mean, I can see that defense not performing well, and I can see Desmond Ritter having to throw the football and having to target London and having to target Pitts um, later on this year. So I wouldn't just hit the panic button just totally. Well, but I agree so I'll with just, you. I'll just, I'll just say this, though, real quick. This team did lead the league last year in rushes and rushing sure. attempts. Period. That's their and identity. Oh, what does Arthur Smith do? He had Runs Derrick Henry ball. and that Tennessee offense run the fucking ball all day long. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think there will be plenty of times for Desmond Ritter to prove his weight in gold. But I think the scheme is to run the ball until the defense is just fucking dead from fucking tackling. I think that's I agree. what I, I don't, yeah, that's their identity. That's what they're sticking to. I totally agree. I just want I was just throwing that out there. Don't hit the panic button just yet. Uh, but definitely keep an eye out. It is only week one for sure. Fred, talk about the receivers. Let's talk about our leading receivers. What we got? Uh, we got number one receivers this week. So this week, number, number one was old Tyreek Hill from Miami. The second America's team, I guess. Uh, Who's number two? Uh, Who's 11, number two? Uh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we had, uh, yeah, you know, with the volume of targets, Tyreek Hill had 15 targets, 11 receptions, 250 yards, and two touchdowns. That, that's gold. Um, we, but we, if you listen to CSS, we knew it was going to be a back-and-forth game. Uh, second, <laughs> my man Justin, Brandon Ayuk, eight receptions, 129 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, that was just – the, the, the Niners actually looked really prolific that day. It, it was a beautiful thing to watch with McCaffrey and, and the receivers going crazy and Purdy looking great. I mean, they looked really strong. Uh, Jacoby Myers, nine receptions, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. Where did he come from? I mean, listen, we didn't think Mac Jones was going to do it. They kept up with the Eagles. So, hey, they figured it out. Uh, Bourne, six receptions, 64 yards, and two touchdowns. Wait a minute. I got that wrong. Hey, hey, real quick, real quick. Shout out <laughs> yeah, to LaDuke for calling Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to LaDuke. Big, big, big. For sure. Big. I mean, for we sure, Fred. I had to think real quick. Like, wait a minute. What do I? Anyway, been, to be fair, Jacoby Myers has been in New England a long time. So that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, Born at 64 yards, two touchdowns, six reception. And of course, uh, we talked a lot about this guy, the number five, uh, um, during uh, the, the before in the offseason. Calvin really coming back with eight receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, he looked good. He looked like his old self. I mean, once they get really, once him and um, Trevor Lawrence get. Uh, get in tune with each other, that, that might be a dangerous little combo right there. I really liked him a lot. But I want to give a special shout-out to Justin Jefferson. My man had 12 targets, nine receptions for 150 yards with no TDs. That man was catching the ball everywhere. And you come out and lose, that's a damn shame. Uh, we'll go with, through with the wide receiver, uh, the, the waiver wires in a little bit. You, you yeah, know who and, did uh, catch that, that, that ball in the end zone, though, Freddie? My man Jordan Addison. That's right. <laughs> There yeah, you go. Shout out, a little shout out to the rookie, uh, indeed, putting in. He's definitely a big, I think, and which that surprised me, um, really, that the Vikings offense struggled because I thought how much of an improvement Addison was 
over Thielen or anything they've really had as a number two for Justin Jefferson. So um, I don't know. I was a little surprised by that, quite frankly. But maybe, hey, the Bucks defense might be pretty decent, I guess. Hey, hey watch out. I, I want to give a shout out to our man, Justin. I think he was talking about Alave the other day a lot. Uh, I think it was you kept mentioning Alave, Alave, Alave. And I was like, well, let's see how he does, you know quarterback and my man was targeted 10 times for eight receptions 112 yards i mean he, he came in did his job and uh and, and last but not least like jason said anthony richardson he had to throw to somebody right michael Pittman, yeah. like number one again i mean my son was over there jumping like a crazy fool because he's a coach fan but my man got targeted 11 times eight receptions 97 yards in a td i mean he's the number one so like you said if jonathan taylor was playing might have pulled out of a victory. Maybe they weren't as bad as we thought, or what the, the NFL thought. Yeah, for sure. Colts offense looked decent. Um, Anthony Richardson looked decent. So, and that's without JT. Um, when he gets back, who knows what this looks like? Judge Jordan, give me your tightest of tight ends, sir. Oh, the tightest ends of them all. So, <laughs> tight ends were were really boring this week. Very chalky. Exactly how we drew it up in the preseason. We had Hunter healthy. Hunter Henry with five receptions, 56 yards, and a touchdown leading the way this week. I told you guys that weeks ago. Right behind him, we all knew it was coming. Hayden Hurst, the breakout was imminent. Five receptions, 41 yards, and a touchdown. As predictable as that may have been, everybody definitely saw Donald Parham Jr., who I honestly, I'm not even sure who Donald Parham Jr. plays for. Three receptions, 21 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Blake Bell, for those who picked him up for whatever reason, um, to uh, maybe sub in for, for Travis Kelsey, he actually caught the damn ball, unlike everybody else in Kansas City. Two catches, whopping two yards, and one touchdown. And then Harrison Bryant was the fifth guy on the week, two receptions, five <laughs> yards, and one touchdown. So we knew those bums like Kelsey and, and Andrews would be sitting out. We knew Darren Waller wasn't going to do anything. It was a horrible week for the Kittle. tight end position. Yeah. yeah, think about that. Kittle, Hawkinson, all those guys, you know, I'm so glad I'm that old school 40 year old uh, drafter that Justin called out earlier. I don't, I don't draft tight ends. I never have. They go and come in later, um, and I'm really glad it kind of paid off so so far to start this season. But we'll see. You know, all this stuff, of course, evens out eventually. Um, so the biggest again takeaway: don't panic too much. It's only one week again. You know, you never know game script, and again, matchups matter, of course, as well. Hey, hey, Commish, hey, Commish, how far, how far do you have to kick the can down the line to get Donald Parham Jr. on your bingo card? <laughs> Pretty damn far. I, I would have rather went with Travis Kelsey, who missed the game. And I just want to say, Coop, I get it, man. I get it. You're taking your little victory stroll tonight, but we saw the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Travis Kelsey gonna get forty targets a game. They got. Nobody in there to catch that damn ball. I can't that's gonna wait. be that's gonna be the one saving grace of the tight end position. Other than that, like I said, it's a crapshoot. It is what it is. Do away with the position at fantasy. It's worthless. All right, let's. We talked about all the guys that did well. At least we got most of them in. Let's talk about the guys that didn't do so well. Let's talk about some flops. Can't you morons do anything right? They did their best. Flip stops. Flip stops. They did their best. 
Nick is not here this evening. I will let you know about his flops that he put in, however. Uh, Deshaun Watson, like I mentioned earlier, he was number five at QB this week, so um, not so floppy there. Now, the rest he definitely hit on. Najee Harris, number 41 RB this week. Marquise Brown, also 41th, his 41st uh, this week. And then at the tight end position, Darren Waller. Um, was 16th. Those were uh, Nick's flops for uh, this week. Let's That's go around. Let's go around the room. Talk about some flops, um, if you shall. Fred, what say you? What? Let's talk That's- about Josh Allen, who made me lose my damn fantasy game this week. <clears throat> yes, he was going against my Jets defense, but damn, Josh Allen, you can't throw three interceptions and two fumbles, one loss, and, and just do a bunch of three and outs. I mean, I'm not talking about a fan right now. I'm being a, a fantasy guy, and, and that was shameful, man. That was just shameful. I lost two fantasy leagues because of him, and Jason lost one. So that was just terrible, man. That was terrible. You cannot do that anymore, man. You've been in the league too long. Yeah, what confused me about that, too, was like, you know, it was almost like in the interview, like, afterwards, he knew what he was doing. Like, it's the same, and he said it's the same from last year, same old thing. Forcing throws when, you know, you're in a game with the Jets, field goals matter. Um, so be efficient and be smart and be heady. So, yeah, definitely a big flop for Josh Allen, um, NFL and fantasy-wise. Jordan, what? Uh, give me some. Uh, give me one of your flops at QB. Before I give that flop, I, I just want to defend Josh Allen a little bit. We saw four quarterbacks play in the rainy, shitty New York weather over the last two days. Not a single one of them looked good. The thing is, is Allen took some chances just like Daniel Jones did, and they both got burnt. Then you have a guy like Dak uh, Dak Prescott who was super conservative and didn't make the big mistakes but also didn't put up great numbers. So just food for thought there with uh, uh, Josh Allen. My biggest flop of the week, though, easily goes to uh, one T. Higgins, who scored as many fantasy points this weekend as I did. Um, He was on the field, though. I, I saw that with my own eyes. Got absolutely nothing. The silver lining to me, though, in in that, though, is uh, T. Higgins did see an uptick uh, in his average from last year as far as targets and snap count. So I think Joe Burrow is going to be okay. I think the Bengals are going to be okay. But at week one, T. Higgins, I was definitely not okay. Yeah, um, you know, again, going back to that don't panic yet, but damn, a zero, a nothing. Oh God, that's tough to come back from. Justin, what do you say, my friend? What's some of the flops that you uh, want to call out this week? Hey, I got burned for calling T. Higgins the worst second uh, <laughs> or the worst one B receiver out there. A lot of people were telling me I was a criminal for saying that Brandon Ayuk, that Jalen Waddle was better than T. Higgins. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're finding out. You're finding out. But here is my biggest flop of the week. Joe fucking Burrow was three points away from being QB 33. (laughs) Let that sink in. He was almost three points away from being the best backup in the league. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Um, I I get it. The Browns (laughs) give you trouble. 
But you put up three, you put up three fucking points in that game. You got Molly whopped by the freaking defense. You had freaking Miles Garrett playing basketball and then coming and sacking your ass. What are we doing here? Joe Burrow, you gotta figure this shit out. And also, I gotta call out my boy Josh Jacobs too. My man, he's had a history of going great against the Broncos. He was fucking terrible against the Broncos. What are we doing here? And one last one, DJ Moore and Traylon Burks. Told you. Guess what? Traylon Burks is just for Chuck Bass. Chuck Bass, I fucking told your ass. Two two receptions, 18 yards. He ain't shit. He ain't even the third best receiver on his goddamn team. I'm telling you this right goddamn now. Preach. Hallelujah. I hate him, Traylon Burks. Freddie, you got another one? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know what's one common theme we all just did? We all picked away teams. Like, okay, I picked – you picked Burrow. I picked uh, Josh Allen. He picked Higgins. The damn New York Giants was mm. at home. Season opener. Now that, I that is now the Cowboys. Home. You don't expect to beat clear. Like the, the, the Cowboys. Okay, let's say you don't expect to beat them. But damn, forty to nothing. Oh. You got Saquon Barkley. You got oh. Darren Waller. You got Daniel Jones. I watched the game, and once they missed that field goal and got the field goal block, they said we don't want to play no more. They just that was it. Block field goal, ran it back. Gano came up again, kicked the field goal, missed it. They were like, listen, we're not going to win the game. All right, end of the first quarter. See you later. I, I don't want to play no more. What the hell are we doing? We actually thought they were going to contend somewhat. You lose for a couple, but damn. And, 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 and that means, I, I, you know what I'm starting to think? Maybe we needed the extra preseason game because a lot of this shit looks bad right now. Uh, it's starting to look really, really bad. The, the way this football. But they don't even play in preseason Dude, as it is. Yeah, but I, before the third game, you played a little bit. Then you played all the scrubs the fourth game. This shit is looking bad. People getting hurt. Nobody looks prepared. It's just terrible, terrible. I'm just gonna say that that you know years down the road, if you know Daniel Jones has any issues with any kind of head trauma, this is absolutely <laughs> the game that they're gonna look back <laughs> at, like. How the hell was that guy in that game so long? Like, <laughs> do you just not give a shit about your quarterback, Brian Dayball? Because that guy should have been yanked by the end of the third quarter, and he played almost every snap. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he took yeah, that was punk. <laughs> <laughs> he took more was bumps than Rick James, baby. Let's go. <laughs> it was it was hard to bear through that after such a great um you know, game to, games at four o'clock, and then to go to the eight o'clock. Oh God, that was unbearable to go through. That was the best game of the weekend. What are you talking <laughs> about? I watched every snap, loved all of them. I bet you did every bit of it. Absolutely. All right, some other guys that we want to shout out there. Jalen Hurts. He was your nineteenth QB on the week. That hurts a little bit. Geno Smith, twenty third. How about Lamar Jackson, twenty fifth QB on the week? I know that hurt. Um, let's see. Joe, come on. I'll tell you another Joe. one. I, and, I, hey. and I drank the bullshit. I drank the Kool-Aid. The damn Chicago Bears. I drank the fucking oh, Kool-Aid yeah. with them. I yeah, tried we, to tell I, about that, too. I had a little Kool-Aid with them, too. I, I'm with you a little bit. All right, so uh, Joe Mixon, also he was 25th on the week. James Conner, he was 27th. Kenneth Walker, 29th. Barkley, 30th. Jameer Gibbs, 31st. Um, we got Rashad White at 37th. Damian Pierce, 38th. Um, how about Swift? He ended up 74th on a week. 
Uh, I didn't think he'd be that bad. Um, uh, going to receivers, um, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddle, 28th, 29th, CeeDee Lamb, 30th. I mean, way underperforming where they should be. Devontae Adams, 23rd. Hopkins, 34th. Um, Debo Samuel, 36th. Uh, Mike Williams, 48th. Jamar Chase, 51st. Jahan Dotson, um, 52. I thought that was going to be a good matchup for him. Um, you mentioned DJ Moore. He was 67th. How about Christian Kirk, 90, 92 on this list? And then we mentioned T. Higgins. He's 104. Um, TJ Hawkinson, 19th. Nidoku, 23rd. Um, Kittle, 33 on the list. And Dalton Schultz. I know Jordan was high on him. He was number 43 on the list this week. So that was some. that list? That was some craziness. So listen, there were some big, big injuries. There's some people we don't know what we're going to, you know, you got to pick somebody up. You guys are underperforming. You got to hit the waiver wire. Let's get it. All right, let's go around the room. Jordan, we'll start with you. Give me, uh, give me your QB waiver wire pickup this week. So my QB waiver wire this week out of everybody we have listed is Jordan Love. I, I love the upside that we've seen with that kid. I think I've seen enough of Mac Jones to know who he is. Um, the other ones I've, I've got some nerves about. Jordan Love looked great all game long, and I do think out of all of the quarterbacks that you're kind of looking at, his weapon with Aaron Jones is as good as it gets. I like he, I like he. Let's go to Fred. What do you say for your QB uh, pickup this week? Oh, my QB. I was already way in advance. Okay, uh, let me think about this. Uh, Brock Purdy. It's funny. I actually picked him up in one of these leagues, and um, uh, he's ranked number, what, 10 right now? And, and I got him, like, at like my second quarterback, like, 20 something but i had a feeling about it i was like you know what he's he's a you know he doesn't make mistakes and he gets the ball and he, and he did really well so if you have a problem like i like if you have aaron Rodgers and you're looking for a quarterback try to give brock purdy a chance can't go wrong with mccaffrey Ayuk, and debo samuel no brock purdy looked um decent Great. um you know obviously he was he on point he looked he, electric he looked i don't know about electric here he they are yeah, he looked, awesome. he looked better than Tua. Tua just yeah. has Tyreek. He looked way better than Tua. He looked way better than Tua. Nobody looked better than Tua this weekend except yeah, for those like Dallas Cowboys. Justin. All right, let's get um, – Tyreek Hill is great. Talking that's, that's about, I know, movie. I know. Tyreek threw that last pass right to himself there at the end. That was a great job. Well, um, I mean, he right. had enough space, so, didn't he? So he taught. No, he really didn't. That was like a dime drop that Brock Purdy wished yeah, he could he throw. Mac Jones, another a Mac Jones is. Oh, by the way, the 49ers playing the Rams next week. So, uh, you know, are this is this Ram team for real? We didn't bring that. I mean, I just, I'm sorry, yeah, you did bring that up earlier, but is that defense for real? Like, you know, we'll see. They were pretty decent last week, Helen Geno Smith. But is that yeah. bringing Geno Smith back down to earth? Like, who knows? Did, uh, did you guys so Mac, watch that video? You watch that one? video of Geno saying, Oh my fucking, oh my oh, God, when oh, fucking yeah. Arnold's coming so at him? Cool. That shit's that hilarious. Really cool. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know, because. It, 
Because why? I mean, would we all be thinking that if Aaron Donald's coming directly at us, like wanting to like kill us? Yeah, that was totally funny. I loved it. Absolutely. Um, Jordan Love this week. We mentioned him earlier. Sam Howell. Um, he was number 11th um, on the QB roster. Somebody to look out for. Jimmy G. He was number 12th. And uh, Baker Mayfield. He was 13th. So if you're looking for somebody in a pinch, those are a few QBs to look out for. Um, running back position, Justin, give me a running back that we need to be grabbing this week. Um, yeah, so I would be, if I was a bet man right now, I would be grabbing Joshua Kelly right now because if this ankle injury is substantial, he already had a good week last week. Um, he's just going to fill right into this role. And this role is just, it's the Christian McCaffrey role. It, it, it'll make you look good even if you're bad. And that's how Joshua Kelly rolls right now. He's, he's not a really good running back whatsoever. But guess what? You just fucking, you're just getting constant dump off passes. You're getting all the red zone work. You got to love it. Um, like I said, if Austin Eckler does come back, then I would say go Justice Hill because this is the guy who's probably going to take over in Baltimore. He's he's just a lot better than Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards looks slow to me. Uh, I look at Justice Hill. He's got a little bit more pep in his step. He's got less injuries to him. It's just a little bit more electricity and explosiveness when he hits the hole. So it's either Josh Kelly if Eckler's injured or um, Justice Hill. Well, that's what I like in my running back, some electricity when you hit the hole. Let's go. Jordan, what do you say, my friend? <laughs> and he likes that in more than just his running backs. Uh, for me, I uh, th this is a no-brainer. He's not available in too many leagues I'm in because I, I drafted this guy a lot. But Roshan Johnson, um, I thought Khalil Herbert would hold down the fort. I was pretty high on him, too. And uh, I, I think Roshan Johnson has probably already uh, taken the reins on this job. I think his role is just going to um, increase. He is by far the best thing that the Chicago Bears have going for him. And I think down the rest of the stretch, listen, no problem with, with Josh Kelly. I get it. Austin Eckler's their dude. The dude in Chicago, it's wide open, and I think Roshan has positioned himself in the uh, leader's role there. I like it. Fred, what say you? I'm going to go kind of disagree with uh, Justin a little bit. I'm, I would stay with Gus Edwards. He's been on the depth chart as the number two since forever. Um, he, Dobbins did what he usually does, goes down like every single year. And, uh, and, and I think he was the compliment to Dobbins. He was the power back. So I, I, I think that's what you, you still have. Um, you still have Lamar back there. You still need the power back because Lamar's elusive. I think even though he was going to get a couple of, of attempts, I think Gus Edwards, because he's been there longer, will get the majority. So in the short, in the short term, I will go with Gus Edwards. Yes, I like that. Kyrie Williams, I think it was brought up earlier. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, he's somebody that was uh, actually utilized a lot. Now, um, popped up on the injury report, so we're not sure what his injury. I think it was rib, uh, rib injury, actually. So I have to see if, that's, if they're broken or fracture, if it's just bruising. Uh, but Kenneth Gainwell seemed to get a lot of the carries. Unfortunately, though, I feel like that Eagles, it's almost like chasing the dragon offense, where one week it's going to be Kenny Gainwell, one week be Swift. Maybe Penny will get in there. Um, Chuba Hubbard actually showed up on here on this list as well. He was a 28th back this week, so somebody else 
um, if you're looking to grab somebody um, off the wire. All right, let's go to receivers. Who do I have? We start with yet. We'll go to uh, Fred. Give me a receiver you like. Um, <clears throat> let's go with Rashi Rice from Kansas City. Uh, he was what number twenty three this week. Um, Kelsey might not play again, and the ass clown named Kadarius Tony dropped a bunch of passes, and then went online and made fun of the Giants after he dropped three touchdown passes. And, and you know, you cannot do things like that. I, I like the Rasheed Rice. He caught a touchdown. He didn't drop many balls. He was targeted three times. He caught two of them. So I, I think without Kelsey, I think Mahomes is going to need to go to a, a, a shorthanded uh, receiver, and I will go with Rice. You love them teams, boy. I got to tell you. All right, let's go to Judd. Let's go to Jordan. What do you say, my friend? Who's the receiver you like? Justin, I, I'm assuming you're taking Puka, right? Puka, I, I got another plan. I got a Okay, plan okay, okay. Well, somebody's got to talk about Puka, but listen, I got to talk about all day big play. Zay Jones with the Jacksonville Jaguars absolutely coming out hot right out of the gate there were a lot of reports in camp and preseason that you know he was getting the uh the the bigger share of the targets he was lining up outside kirk was relegated to slot receiver i wasn't ready to believe it until i saw it and listen i get it and and freddie i'm sorry that garrett wilson catch last night was absolutely nasty but it had nothing on that freaking zay jones catch on sunday I'm all in on Zay Jones. He will be the wide receiver, too, in Jacksonville, and that is a startable fantasy position for the rest of the year. That's a definite startable. I agree. Justin, what say you? Your receiver pick up. Yeah, so I'm going to go Puka Naku. Yeah. Um, I tried to tell you guys, I tried to tell you, go out and get this guy Puka Naku, and now you're seeing it, and now it's not going to be so easy. So this is the guy who literally can play the Cooper Cup role to a T. He can do the end arounds. He can do the deep routes. Everybody's talking about Van Jefferson. Van who? Van Jefferson. I don't even think he's showed up on the scoreboard. He ain't nothing. Tutu Atwell, little Tutu Atwell. He'll probably be gone in a couple weeks, anyways, bro. He's like five foot six, like five foot five. I think my leg's bigger than that guy. Anyways. Puka Naku, he's the real deal. And for the next four weeks until Cooper Cup decides he wants to come back, he is going to be the real deal. So I would go out there. I would grab as much Puka Naku as I can, and I would stick him in a flex position because he is going to be money for the next four weeks. I always I go out. I always try to grab as much Puka as I can. Richard M., what is up with you, my friend? We appreciate you for joining us tonight. Let's get on to some other receiver options. Um, we talked about Kenrick Bourne earlier. He came out of nowhere with Mac Jones. Romeo Dobbs, he was number eight on the week this week. So maybe something to watch out there as well. Rashid Shush. I can't even. I never say it. He's number nine this week. We talked it's... about all last year. Fun. To, go ahead and say it. Shush. Shahid. Thank you. Am I saying it right? Rashid yeah, it's just because you're adding an extra S in the middle of his name that's not even there. I, you're confusing it's because yourself. I spelled it, it's because I spelled it that way in the notes. <laughs> I said it the way. I'm telling you, I'm like, Ron, I'm like Ron Burgundy. Whatever's in front of me, I'm going to try to read it. All right, so yeah. Anyway, that guy, 
He was number nine on the list this week, believe it or not. So uh, watch out. See if that's a trend going forward. Tutu Atwell. <laughs> Never mind. Darnell Moody. He's not as big as Dustin's leg, so we don't even need to talk about him. Darnell Moody um, showed up. He was number 16th on this list. And someone, Jordan, texted me about on Sunday. He, he said, who the hell is this River Craycraft kid? Number 20th, a 20th receiver on this list. Um, definitely like him a lot to play, pick up a lot of good, um, a lot of good passes that won't be going to Tyreek and Jalen when that, when they have some set coverages, he was definitely that offset guy, uh, played well in this offense. So definitely like him a lot going forward. All right, let's go to the tight end position. Um, Justin, we'll start with you. Give me tight end to pick up this week. Um, I would try and get Sam Laporta if you can. Um, that's a that's a redraft dart right there. Sam Laporta, he looked good in his first start against Kansas City. Um, I think that Seattle is an even better matchup. If you remember, Seattle's defense last year was one of the bottom like two against tight ends, and they were just terrible last week too. Um, so I would see if Sam Laporta is available. Um, if you want a deep dive one, I would try and go with um, somebody like maybe – a shit. I don't even know. I don't really even give a shit about that. <laughs> Maybe a Mike Gusecki at this point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Love it. Um, and just to answer your question last week, uh, the, uh, the Seahawks, they were 20th to fantasy tight end. So again, as you mentioned, not too, not too good against tight end still. Freddie, what do you say? Uh, let's go with uh, Hayden Hurst. He's been around the league quite a while. Uh, plays for Carolina. They have a young quarterback. Every young quarterback needs a big target in the middle. He he had five receptions, a touchdown, and forty-one yards. So he averaged about eight point two yards a, 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 a reception. But that's what they do. That's what big targets do for their quarterbacks. You get them eight to ten yards, first downs. All right, well, Judge, you want to go last on those tightest of tight ends. What do you got? Yeah, so so I can give you the Hunter Henrys and the Donald Parhams, the guys that scored in week one. There's nothing fun about that, though. If you're chasing those touchdowns as, as far as tight ends go, they've already scored. Move on to the next group. I want to highlight three guys that aren't even on our list. First and foremost, my boy Jake Ferguson. Listen, I took a little egg on my face this weekend. He didn't come through, but... Jake Ferguson currently leads the NFL in targets in the red zone. Um, he led the Dallas Cowboys in targets and was targeted twice in the end zone. This guy is going to get every ounce of volume that Dalton Schultz got before. He is going to be someone who is fantasy relevant. That was the Homer pick. Two others I just want to throw out there. Pat Fryermuth, only player in the NFL with three uh, end zone targets this week. Um, and then Zach Ertz out of nowhere, uh, old ass Zach Ertz had 10 targets in week one. If he sniffs anywhere near that volume, he may get nine yards a week, but if he can catch, you know, six of those balls, that's still a decent game for a tight end. I think David Jason stuck. Commission stuck. Oh, I thought he was just so impressed with my tight end talk. <laughs> well, well, listen. Um, oh, there we go. 
Uh, not to keep him. Wait, my dude in blue looking crisp like a man dressed in Super Bowl winning attire. That's either Stop me or Justin. Tequila, that's, tequila, either, that's either me or Justin. I don't know. It's definitely not you, Freddie. <laughs> well, uh, we got to keep the show going, even though Commission ain't here. So uh, thank you for that great analysis about the tight ends. Uh, so we usually would go to the Thursday night football breakdown this week. Uh, so you want to go to that? Justin? Yeah, let, let's go. Uh, yeah. Justin, can you play the breakdown video? Because I got to yeah. see it. That's my I gotta favorite dance part a little bit. of all of it. Are we going to get a live <laughs> I think breakdown? The about to come in real quick. <laughs> Is it breakdown! breakdown! I got breakdown! it. I got it. All right, there you go. That was electro music, like yeah. You gotta, oh, you, gotta you gotta have the gut to go into that shit, bro. You gotta. Bro. Oh, you did this one, yeah. You need the gut to go into it. <laughs> Shake weight. If you're watching, we would love a sponsorship. Shake weight. <laughs> Bring it on down. Bring it on down. Bring it on down. What did I do? <laughs> All right, so let's go with the Vikings versus Eagles. Did um, I picked the Eagles? Um, even though the, the New England gave them a hard time. It is still the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Vikings were very unimpressive. Um, I think they're going to be in trouble if they go 0-2, so I'm definitely picking the Eagles. Um, and it's at Philadelphia. I don't see no way Minnesota wins. Yeah, no, I'm totally going with the Eagles. I mean, it, listen, the Vikings looked worse than the Eagles did against the Patriots. I mean, shit, the Vikings got their ass whooped by the fucking you know, the Bucks. I mean, the come Bucks. on now. Baker Mayfield fucking whooped your ass. And you're telling me you're going to go in to Jalen Hurts' house and beat him? No. I'm sorry. Pass. Pass on that one. Jordan? Kirk Cousins in prime time. And that's all I got to say about that. It's the Eagles. All right. I think I'm back, hopefully. Let me um, quickly just set up the game uh, right. The Vikings. <laughs> Actually, the series. Did you guys already do this part? The series is tied fifteen no. to fifteen. Now we skipped all, right, all so that. Series... And just just cut right to the chase. All right, <laughs> good. That's fine. But I mean, I gotta like setting it up. So series is tied fifteen to fifteen. Eagles last one last year twenty four to seven. Tomorrow night, sixty eight degrees, clear skies, winds at nine miles an hour. Um, looking at the defensive matchups, really the only thing that stands out the Vikings defense. Um, stood out um, against running backs, so maybe something to point out in this matchup. But the Vikings defense still, to me, looks doesn't look all that great. Um, so pick-wise, I guess everybody went through their picks. I am also going to go with the Eagles. But Greg, uh, he's going to be our lone wolf this week. He actually went with the Vikings. So a shout, let me do a quick shout-out to Greg. Here's your lone wolf, bro. He's going with those Vikings this week. I mean, that's a tall Did he see something that we didn't see? I don't, so, I'm something, not sure. something tells me he needs some points. I, I thought I, I think he thought he was going to – oh, my bad. I think he was trying to be a little sneaky and try to catch up a little bit this week with that. I'm not really sure what was going on there. Oh, so, man. But we'll see. I do like – I think this matchup, actually, though, for both offenses will be a good thing. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins will get a little off in this matchup. I know he's – a unlike a he's not the guy that goes out in prime time and does a great uh great usually 
but I think at least he'll get this. He'll have to put points up. So I think um, you'll see Kirk Cousins do well. I like Jalen Hurts to bounce. He's not going to be in the nasty wet rain um, that we saw in New England. So I like that offense to bounce back as well. So hopefully we'll see a nice fantasy bonanza on Thursday night. That's the hope anyway. All right. Well, that will do it for us. The last part of our show is time to take a visit from Mr. Mallard as we visit Sophistication Station. Welcome to Sophistication Station. Hello and welcome into another episode of Sophistication Station. This is week one and week one was anything but sophisticated, unfortunately. But we need to find some guys to help us make this class up a little bit. So let's get into that. First of all, Puka Nakua. He stepped in when the Rams needed a replacement for Cup to the tune of 10 receptions for 15 targets for 119 yards. That's the type of class that you need on your team. So get out there and take a look at Puka Nakua, as well as Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson, uh, pretty even split when it comes to uh, Deontay Foreman there, but looked a lot better and more productive than Deontay Foreman. So I expect uh, Foreman to slowly fade to the background and Roshan Johnson to get more action moving forward and then Gus Edwards unfortunately another big uh, injury for J.K. Dobbins early on in his season Gus Edwards will step up in that backfield in uh, a run first offense alongside Lamar Jackson so Gus Edwards would also be a great add and then Tyler Algier in Atlanta he looked uh, great with the touches he got he's going to get more uh, touches uh, in the least in the short term here because the Falcons seem to be taking it slow with Ritter and really protecting on how much they let him do. So Tyler Algier should continue to see a pretty heavy stream of work in that backfield. And then if you are an Aaron Rodgers owner like myself, unfortunately, our night was not very classy last night, but we need to go and find some replacements for the value that you got him at. The rest of your team should hopefully be pretty good. So let's go out there and take some shots on guys. Baker Mayfield is a guy that I feel good about in the short term. The majority of his games over the first six weeks of the season outside of his bye week are at home in between Chris Godwin and Mike Evans uh, in a formidable uh, backfield. Baker Mayfield could just save the lineups that you thought were shot after Aaron Rodgers tore that Achilles last night. If you're looking for more advice every week here, the waiver wire on Sophistication Station on TSS Fantasy, I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard of the Divots and Pivots Show. Keep it classy, my friends. Baker Mayfield literally looks like the Monopoly guy. Give him some gray hair on that thing. God, God, he looked just like him. Before we close out tonight, one thing I, I didn't get, I wanted to ask you guys for the Thursday night matchup. Give me um, go around the room real quick and give me a top performer and give me a guy that uh, we might not might shine that we're not thinking about. Uh, let's go with we'll go with Jordan first. Give me a guy for Thursday you like. The guy I like for Thursday is the same guy I like all season, Devontae Smith, who gets no love compared to A.J. Brown, but performs just as well. The sneaky play this Thursday, look, I know he did you wrong, and I know we've been telling you all offseason to avoid him, but I think this is the DeAndre Swift one opportunity this season to bust. Um, We know those uh, um, Penny's not going to be active, more than likely. We've got uh, Gainwell, who is banged up. I think there's a good chance we see some work from um, our boy Swift this week. 
I like you, Justin. How about you? Uh, yeah, let's see. I'll I'll go with uh, I'll go Swift as my uh, my guy as well, and uh, I think that it's just you know the opportunity is going to be there. This offense is really really fucking soft, um, and I think that they're going to kind of see what they've got, and hopefully it clicks that you know they have got a freaking weapon who can go nuclear and put their team over. Um, but honestly, I think the the winner of this week is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles defense. I think that they're going to really go out there and put a hammering on Kirk Cousins. Yeah, very, very possible. Fred, how about you? Um, I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson because uh, if you're going to keep up with the Eagles, you got to kind of uh, do what New England did, and Hunter Henry had a decent game. So I think you got to follow that path and get the tight end involved this week, and TJ Hawkinson needs to have a big game against the Eagles. I didn't get a chance to set it up, but Fred, the Eagles were dead last against tight ends in week one, so might not be a bad call indeed. All right, guys. Well, good luck. Get those waiver wire requests in because you might need them, and we will see you on Friday when we break down week one, and we'll talk about what happened on Thursday night. We appreciate you, and we are out.